I'm going to tell you a story, a story about visions of war with Mexico. Many years ago, when I lived in Philadelphia, I dreamed that I returned home to California. I visited the home of my grandmother, who has since passed away, and that house is no longer in our family. Nevertheless, I returned there, and I met my brother and an uncle, who is also now deceased. And this was the end of a war. And I was baffled to see a large glass barrel. And I said, what is this? And they said, don't you know? I said, no, I don't. They said, this is how they shipped Pepsi during the war. So you see this part of the dream shows that there were shortages, as in other world wars, shortages of materials. Ships don't sail freely. Ships are sunk. Materials are in short supply. And so the Pepsi company had taken to shipping soda in large barrels. These things weren't the size of a kegger or even maybe a pony keg, if you know what that is. It was about that size, carried, transported soda. Now the next part of the dream, I look over past my grandmother's house to the west, to the south. There's a huge structure there made of wood like an old Wild West fortress built up of cut down five-inch saplings. And this thing is like a fortress. And I point to that next and I say, what is that? My uncle explains to me, he says, well, that was a prison. I said, a prison? What kind of prison? I said, that's where they interred the Mexicans during the war. And that just really baffled me. Until years later, maybe 10 years later, they started to post about the FEMA camps online. Somebody made a map. I looked on the map, and I saw that, sure enough, near this tiny town of Waterford, Oakdale, California, there's a FEMA camp. See, this is the thing in the scripture. The Bible says that the wicked digs a trap. He digs a pit for the innocent, and he falls into it himself. Haman, he wanted to kill the Jews, the people who loved the name of God. He wanted to hang Mordecai. He considered him his enemy. But who hung on that gallows? Haman built it for Mordecai. But Mordecai watched as Haman hung from that gallows. You see? So the enemy, they made this for one people, but a different people went in. But how could the Mexicans become an enemy? Because Satan runs free in this world, my friends. So the next time the Lord began to show me about this war, I just had a dream one night, and some men, they looked like American militia, not uniformed, regular army. They fought somewhere in the American Southwest, the kind of desert terrain we call chaparral, a lot of sand, 
dry ground, often hard-packed, windswept. Some brush growing here and there, some things small and green. Maybe a roadrunner, the actual roadrunner, not the cartoon, uh, runs through there. Snakes, small creatures that don't need a lot of moisture. And they're fighting here behind some brush, tumbleweeds still fixed by the root. Up pops some Mexican soldiers, fires at the militia. They return fire. There's a battle underway. This goes away. The Americans win. And a time later, there's another battle. But this time, it's not Mexican army. It's Japanese soldiers. Again, the Americans fight them off and are victorious. And then again, I see Mexican soldiers. Now, the Japanese, this is so interesting. I've lived in Japan a year, served there with the Marines. I loved Japanese culture. I loved Japanese people. But I was well aware of their dislike of us, generally speaking. A lot of crimes were committed by the types of men who enlist to become Marines and get assigned because of their lack of potential in other areas to infantry. You just got to assemble, disassemble a weapon, point it down range, pull a trigger. You don't need a high IQ for that. You don't need to learn how to do electronics to repair a ship. You don't need to learn how to do too much stuff. So those guys, for whatever reason, no commentary today, also like to commit crimes. And the locals, there was a resentment against the American jarhead, against the American servicemen. And, of course, young men detached from their parents, weekend liberty, tend to get into some fights, do some crime, start some arguments, offend some people. It's easier if you don't know the language and the culture. So, you know, this is something I knew. But Japan's a big deal. There's an older podcast on this channel talking about the sign to leave America. And that is when Japan folds to China. Because you see one day, my friends, when the war in Asia breaks out, they're going to do something. I, What I've seen, I believe you have to listen to that older podcast that they drop a nuke on Japan. And Japan folds to China. And they become an ally of the growing coalition. That old fourth beast of Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 2. You see it described with similar wording, iron, feet, break into pieces. You see, in the book of Revelation, my friend, words are like puzzle pieces, keys that you can find to overlap two passages and fill out a message which is otherwise somewhat darkly described until you realize that God has described this in more than one place. When you find these subtle keys, you start to see the picture larger. So I saw fighting in the American Southwest against Mexican soldiers, against Japanese soldiers, who we hoped ought to be our ally, even though they're a defeated former foe under our thumb in the Far East. 
Now, the next dream I had was recently, January 2023. It was a dream the Lord was showing me in a set of dreams that even in times of trouble, the believers, those who put their trust in Almighty God, they will have victory and they will prosper even in times of trouble. It's what the scripture says, isn't it? Prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. So there were a group of soldiers, American soldiers, lined up on one side of a river. On the far side, the regular Mexican army had formed battle lines. So this river was difficult to cross under fire. It was recessed a little bit. You had to run down an embankment, cross the water, and up an opposing embankment. And that was the time just to get picked off, shot. The American general in charge, he attempted several things to cross that river and form a position on the distant side. This army general, he had failed multiple attempts. He had contrived different means, tactics, stratagems, I believe is the word he used. Each one in turn failed. And now, without intending to, he reveals that he's afraid. He tells his junior officers in a command tent on a hill slightly raised above the surrounding terrain from which they can see much of the existing battlefield. He says, I will withdraw from the battle. My stratagems have failed. I must gather myself in another place. And he leaves. He leaves the junior officers in charge. There maybe is a major, but there is a captain, a couple of lieutenants. And they turn to each other and say, what will we do? And two of the lieutenants say, well, we have a plan. See, these lieutenants were Christian men. They prayed. They prayed. And God gave them a plan. And they showed their plan to the other officers. And they said, it looks good. We attack. They quickly moved. Their men gave orders. The attack took place. And they crossed the river. And they formed a large encampment on the opposing side. In the morning, the general returns. How have you done this? I've heard the news. Oh, we had a dream. God told us what to do. And we did that. And that's how we were victorious. So you see, God, he has a plan. And it's so important to hear the voice of God. And in this dream about war with Mexico, it doesn't matter what the scenario is, what the enemy will put before you. Oh, have faith in God, my friend. For he will bring us through. He is able. And when I tell you this, I'm a veteran. I've been to war. And I've prayed. And I've heard God show me in dreams and visions, words of knowledge, an automatic prayer one time, leaving the base. We used to pray for protection. Holy Spirit overtook me. I prayed. It was like ice came upon my head. I froze and I listened as my own mouth spoke. Lord, 
if the enemy is planning to do, and this was something they did later on, I named it in that prayer, then let us find them first. And we did. The thing they did, they did to troops in another position, in another geography, but not where we did, because God showed us where they were, and we chased them out. And then I also said, and if they are doing anything, let the, put them into our hand. So there were two prayers. One I knew would be fulfilled later, and the other was fulfilled that day. We went into a little grocery store, and a man put a flyer into my hand. And I read it. said they were selling some honey. And that honey was actually a means to raise money to fund terrorism. That's how they do things, my friend. My point is that if you will listen to God, he'll give you victory. He will give you victory on the battlefield, in your business, in your relationships. I want to leave you with this important passage. As we move into difficult times on this earth, some are saying the seals have been opened. Some are saying the seals will be opened soon. I don't know. When I prayed, the Lord said, the race is about to start. And it's been a year from then. A few months after that warning, Russia invaded Ukraine. For me, the race began. So let me read to you Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house on a rock. The rain fell, the torrents raged, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because its foundation was built on the rock. Let me read this important line again, the one that is often overlooked and unmentioned in reference to this passage. People say, I'm standing on the rock. But do you know what it means? You must be qualified to make this claim. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, meaning personal relationship and seeking God's word in the scriptures, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, oh, that's the, those are the three words people overlook. And does them. Live a changed life, my friend. Add in a generous, overwhelming, overpowering, life burden easing portion of God in your life, in everything. Seek God's word in the scriptures. Seek the rhema word. Don't be the foolish virgins who didn't know the voice of God. And that's why they failed. Be the wise virgins whose lamps are filled with oil, whose lives are filled with the presence of God, with the knowledge of God, with the wisdom and instruction that he gave them, not only from searching the scriptures, but in dreams, visions, conversations in prayer, conversations walking on the way to Emmaus, Jesus can join you anywhere you are. Be in communion always, that is what he says. 
That is what he tells us. And in all of that communing, in all of that fellowship, love, happiness, and joy, there will be some conversations that can save your life. Money and wisdom can give you a good life, but only wisdom can save your life. That's the wisdom we need. Those who have deep and intimate relationships, now quoting from another vision some years ago, they are the ones who will survive. They will have greater opportunities for survival because they know the voice of God. And before the enemy arrives, God will dispatch them to another place. He can do that for you. Very easy. Get up and go to another place and do another thing. And it's not because the other thing needs doing. It's because the place you are is bad. Come out of her, my people, lest you suffer with her for her iniquities. If you remain in the mystery Babylon the Great, she's going to be forced to drink a double portion of that which she doled out unto others in this world. If you begin to think of the manipulations that the United States has committed in this world, spreading of unclean thoughts, ideas, via forms in movies, the deception of pharmakia, that is beginning to make more sense in the world these days, is it not? You do not want to be in Mystery Babylon the Great when that cup is drank down to the dregs every last drop. You do not want to be there, my friend. There is a command. You've heard it. Will you do it? When the enemy is plotting to come to your house, will you hear? Will you obey? In Kiev, after 2014, we met a pastor. He was a man from Africa, called to Eastern Europe. He was in Lugansk. The Russians were there. The special mercenaries, Muslims from Chechnya, were there. And these Muslims and a group calling themselves the Russian Orthodox Army were hunting down Christian pastors. But he stayed. He prayed and he stayed until one day the Holy Spirit told him, pack your things and go. You have 20 minutes. They loaded their car. You know, God had told them a day like this would come. They were ready. They loaded everything into their car wife, children, important documents, possessions that would fit into the vehicle, and they drove away. An hour down the road, he told my wife and I, their neighbors called them, and they said, where are you? We're an hour away, they said. God told us to leave. We're leaving. We won't be back. Good, their neighbors told them, because the Chechens are in your house now. They're turning over everything looking as if they're looking for something. They're rifling through everything. We are in the times when they truly are hunting us, my friends. There will be war with Mexico. But from what I've seen, we overcome. There's one more vision about this Mexican war. I'm going to share this dream with you, and then I'm going to add my speculation at the end. Important to state which part is the vision and which part is my understanding. Because this dream, I don't have an interpretation precisely from the Holy Spirit, but I believe I have the understanding correct. There's a battle. America is lined up against an enemy. The sense of it was somewhere, again, in the Southwest, maybe Texas, maybe Oklahoma, I don't know. 
I, I don't know exactly where it was, so that part's a guess. And the Americans had an ally, and these soldiers were just represented by the color green. That same color green you might find on the Mexican flag or on the national uniforms of fans of the Mexican national football team, their soccer team. Football, we say. And the battle began, and as it was beginning to look like it was beginning to set up, the first shots rang out against the opposing side. The Mexicans turned and opened fire, shooting on their American allies. And this had been planned from the beginning. They had meant to betray the Americans. That's what happened. So this ally is lost. I received this dream at a time when I was praying, Lord, will there be any allies to the United States? And what I saw was that ally was lost, but an even more powerful, a superior ally came to the aid of the United States. And I believe that nation will be Brazil. And I've seen in another dream, again showing that there would be many nations against the U.S. and only a few four. And in that very small number of four was Brazil. So I've had two dreams that I believe Brazil. Now, the second army was colored a bright yellow. And again, you see recently there are a lot of protests in Brazil. Well, not if you only watch mass media. But there have been huge protests, tens of millions of people protesting in Brazil against the elections. Bolsonaro stole an election, they believe. The people showing up, the yellow revolution, it's a color revolution, they're saying. Yellow like their national football team. And that was the color of the second army. So the second army that comes and becomes a true ally, the color yellow, I believe that to be Brazil, and I feel strongly about that. But this nation that betrays us, I believe, is Mexico. I believe will be Mexico. At some point, they will appear to be allies. They'll be false friends. And this war with Mexico will come when they betray us and a battle against someone else, maybe, maybe an Asian army that includes the Japanese, I don't know. Again, I'm speculating a little bit. We see through a glass darkly, my friend. I receive these prophetic visions, these warnings. I bring them to you, and I'm also permitted, as are you, to wonder what it all means. What are the truth of it? What is the depth of it? And I have my own thoughts, and I like to share them and have conversations. But the one thing I know absolutely without any reservation is that God provides, that God forewarns, and I'm called to do this work, and I'm doing it. And I'm glad that you have heard it, and I hope that you will share it. My friends, this is a ministry. I'm a full-time minister. I have means of support, uh, PayPal, uh, Cash App, and you can see those links in all of my writings everywhere, and on YouTube. Uh, if Please pray if you feel led to support my wife and I. Uh, that is always appreciated. If you like Christian books, I have many Christian books, and you can find those links as well in the podcast channel description on Podomatic or on many of my mo- more recent YouTube videos. So this is Robert Avila, also known as No Jesus, No Peace, and as the man from Modesto, reminding you as always to pray or be defeated.